All right, the wait is finally over. Florida State, after five long weeks of waiting, has a new head football coach. Mike Norville, former Memphis head coach, was just announced this afternoon in his introductory press conference that he'll be taking over as head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. Brett, I'm joined by Brett Rutherford of V89. What are your thoughts on the whole signing interview or press conference today? Uh, it, it was definitely exciting. I, I was a bit skeptical going into the whole introduction in the press conference because if we, we all saw what happened with Willie Taggart, the type of excitement that he generated. And to see that crash and burn the way it did and it ultimately ended up with, with him being fired five weeks ago, I wasn't sure how the fan base and, and, and how this program would, what the reception would be for, for a new head coach. Um, but overall, I think it went about as well as, as it could have uh, for, for Florida State and for Mike Novell. Um, you know, you got to see the Marching Chiefs play again, just like they did for Taggart. And in the press conference, I thought he said all the right things. And when he was asked, you know, difficult questions, he gave good answers. So mm-hmm. I think if, if, if you're Florida State right now, you're, you're feeling about as good as you can about this hire. But again, as we know, still very, very early in the process. Exactly. And like we said after the press conference, it's tough to lose one of those. Yeah. It, he said all the right things, played his cards right generally. And he gave a lot of people hope. You've seen on Twitter today, if you've been checking on Sunday and probably even Monday, if you're listening to this later on, everyone's kind of happy with this. I'd say there's a general consensus that this was a good hire. He went, was it? He went with Mich- or with Memphis. He was 38 and 15 in his couple seasons that he, or his three years that he had there. And before that, he was an offensive coordinator four years. Okay, four years. Sorry, that's Luke Fay, the statistician for today. He's not joining in. We might ask him a question later on. But few, his few years at Memphis, he went 38 and 15. And then he, uh, he, had, he played well. Like, his teams didn't really under, like, underperform, I would say. Yeah. No, and the, 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 he, got, he had the, that Memphis team on an upward trajectory. Uh, you, you really look at what he did at a program like Memphis, and that kind of culminated this year. They went 12-1, and won the AAC, and they're on their way to the Cotton Bowl. Now, we don't know whether or not Norvell will be coaching that Cotton Bowl for the Tigers, but really impressive to see what he did at a program like Memphis in a conference as strong as, as the American. Mm-hmm, exactly, and he, and much to was it what Thrasher said, he did not win the ACC. No, no. Said no. that earlier in the yeah. press conference, kind of was like, up oh, wrong conference, yeah, but okay. Thrasher's getting older. He's thinking, he's, he's looking for, towards the future. You, the hope, he's hoping <laughs> for the future for FSU. A little bit of wishful thinking. Exactly. But Luke, give us one word how you would describe the press conference today and the hiring. Uh, a lot of energy, and uh, not energy that I have right now, but I'll no. tell you what, he's uh, one of the one of the fiery coaches that Florida State needs, and it, it felt very anti-tagger in a way of the the how loud he was compared to when we saw Willie Taggart and, mm-hmm. and being quiet and, and reserved and really since he's been at, at his tenure at Florida State. I mean, at times you you heard Norvell, he was almost yelling in the press conference. So was, you can tell that he's ready for that energy. And, and uh, I can say this, if I'm a player, um, I, I know that they're going to get coached up right now. They, they should be a little bit, not, not necessarily feel, fearful, Brett, but um, knowing that they can't slack off anymore, their scholarships are at stake here. It wasn't even different, like a different tone that we got from Willie Taggart. Really, something new that, like, from in, in, in the history of Florida State football, Bobby Bowden, Jimbo Fisher, 
Yeah, they, they were kind of more in the way they addressed the media, the way they addressed the fan base of the program, a lot more down to earth, a lot more subtle. Norvell really came out firing in this mm-hmm. press conference. Sometimes I think a little too much. He he, he got kind of loud, like Luke said, you know, almost yelling at points. But I, I definitely think the message itself got across. It was a strong message. It was a message of kind of everything that's gone wrong with this program for the last, you know, for the last five or six years. The buck stops here with that. We mm-hmm. are going upwards and onwards. That's what I kind of got from Mike Norvell, and I, I was impressed with what he had to say. Exactly, and I said this earlier. It felt like we were in a Baptist church, and he was giving a sermon yeah, for that day. Definitely. Very loud, all over the place. He used his hands to talk a lot, too. But what also like it also made sense to me in what he said. He said he wanted to instill a ton of discipline within this team, and that's something like you and Brett were, or Luke and you were saying that you they have to have some discipline now. Like they have to start getting this together if they want to look to win football games. Yeah, and and, and I think the discipline's going to come. Look at this roster for next year. We don't know what it's going to look like, but I think it's going to look a lot different than what we saw this year for the Knowles. Uh, and it's going to be important for Norvell and this coaching staff, whoever ends up being on this coaching staff, to get in players to fit that culture and, and realize that next year, maybe even the year after that, this team might struggle. This team might struggle to get back to, to another bowl game. This team might struggle to compete in the ACC. But ultimately, if you do it year by year and you take the right steps, you know, like Norvell said, he wants to get this team back to competing for championships. Hmm. And it's going to start with recruiting. And yeah. first off, he's got to wait. He might have to wait a bit to start recruiting. We're, we're watching the college football bowl predict or bowl show right now, and Memphis just got announced to be playing Penn State in the Cotton Bowl on December twenty eighth. So there's a chance he could be coaching in that one, and that could slow down a bit of his recruiting because he might be heading back to Memphis for a bit. Well, he was asked last night after Memphis won that conference title game. He said he planned on coaching the Cotton Bowl even after all the rumors. Today at the press conference, someone asked him about it, and he changed his answer a little bit. He said, I'll have to take a couple days to kind of think about what the best option is for both programs. And so I think Florida State might have told him to to pump the brakes a little bit when considering – uh, whether or not he's going to coach the Cotton Bowl, it wouldn't shock me if he if he does or doesn't. But I think that's that's definitely going to be really interesting because as much as you know he's going to want to focus on recruiting, if you're preparing a team for a New Year's Six Bowl, that's going to take away a good chunk of your time. Exactly, and he's even started a little bit of the recruiting on Twitter and social media. He's been liking a few players. I don't know if it's him running his Twitter account or what, but my guess like- with how fast everything's kind of transpired. He's got a little bit of help on the social media Exactly. Side I don't think he was following recruits while at the FSU basketball game today no. against Clemson. No, no, But Luke, you got not. something? I'll say this, Gary. What he needs to do is not lose to Wake Forest. That's... He, if you're going to look at it or go to overtime with Louisiana Monroe, which he did not do at Memphis. That was the one common opponent that he mm-hmm. mentioned that they had together. And, and he had a choice. He could have stayed at Memphis another year, waited for something else. But he mentioned that this was the opportunity that was right for him. And if it's right for him, he's going to have to beat those teams that historically are not that great. If Florida State is going to be competing with a Boston College and losing, if they're going to be competing with a Wake Forest and losing, that's a tough pill to swallow where you don't want to fall into what Miami has become. So it is a new age for Florida State. Whether it works out, we we don't really know. But that press conference, if that was any indication on the accountability that these players are going to have, I think that uh, spring ball is going to be one of those things that you guys are going to be very excited to cover um, even though it's just practice against your teammates. Exactly, and that's the and this is the big problem that we get into now. The hiring's been made now. It's December. 
we got to wait till August. We got to wait till we get to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in or late August to see them take on West Virginia. And I, I want to say this, Gary. Odds are we're going to see a lot of attrition, a lot of players leaving. James Blackman, you can hear it from me right now. I do not think he'll be at a, in a Florida State uniform next year. He's not a good quarterback. Jordan Travis, is that the guy of the future? We don't really know. He got rocked in the final game of the year against Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't even know if he'll be healthy for the bowl game. What, what all will transpire with that? Does Mike Norvell go for the graduate transfer portal, you know, try to get a quarterback to kind of stem the tide? We don't know these questions. Does Jeff Sims even does stay? Jeff, yeah, does, does he even stay in the recruiting class? Who are these recruits that he's targeting? That's the big thing that we want answered. And, and frankly, we will have to speculate for the next seven months on what will happen. It's going to be nauseating, let's put it that way. Yeah. And also, but speaking to the things that we do know, we know that's a six-year deal right now. Mm-hmm. That's been confirmed, apparently. And then we also know that Odell Hagens is staying. Yes. He will be on the staff. We don't know the rest of the staff as of right now. Kendall Bryles could be out as the offensive coordinator. Clement, uh, Randy Clements could be out too. A lot of changes are going to happen. But once again, no one knows as of right now. Yeah, oh, we heard Odell is staying today from David Coburn. I think that was important to a lot of fans because of how beloved he is around the mm-hmm. program. We know that. And, and what he's done as, as interim head coach in his second stint as interim now. Um, but I, I want to go back to the roster in terms of like how good this team could be. You look at when Tiger inherited this team. Yes, it wasn't a good football team. Yes, there wasn't as much talent as there needs to be to compete in this league. But he got guys like Cam Akers, Marvin Wilson, you know DeAndre Francois, who I think a lot of Florida State fans had high expectations for. He had, quote-unquote, star players. But you look at the, the players that are either gone from the program already or that are on their way out this year. Ken Akers is gone. Marvin Wilson's gone. Uh, Levante Taylor, who at one point was considered to be uh, a, a defensive back with a lot of potential, is gone. This is a full rebuild. And that's going to be interesting. For, for I, I'm excited to view it from that perspective, to see how we can improve each position group from year to year, starting with the first recruiting class that he's going to bring in for, for this next season, which we all know is going to be a little bit weaker, and, and maybe what he brings in in the transfer portal. Because that's another thing, is this is really the first time that Florida State's got a new coach that's taking over at the height of this this transfer portal era where guys are, are a lot more willing to move from school to school. And it's going to be really interesting to see how, how the new coach uh, manages that. I mean, Grant Willie was able to take advantage of some, or at least try to take some of the advantages of the transfer portal. Do you think why do you think he wasn't at the height of the quote unquote height of the transfer? Well, portal? When Willie took over, it wasn't like that. And still, mm-hmm. Willie still had he had quarterbacks that he believed could yeah. fill in, and, and he had Cam Akers and, and some really good talent on the defensive line. It, now, like I said, it's a complete rebuild, and, and Norvell's got to realize that he's got to sit down with his staff and say, listen, guys, we're going to be lacking at running back, quarterback, offensive line. We could wax poetic about for for hours, um, but really all over the field. And, and to see them build year to year, that's all I think Florida State fans are looking for mm-hmm. is noticeable improvement from year to year. They're not looking to you know, go to a New Year's Six Bowl next year. Florida State's not at that point. Well, I mean, you say that, but Jay Sutton was predicting a, a New Year's Six Bowl earlier <laughs> today. Uh, V89's Jay Sutton. Jay was upset that the uh, the plane carrying Mike Norvell uh, was a little was running a little behind in our mm-hmm. press conference today. Didn't get uh, started quite on time, but all in good fun. And in, in, in his words, he said, uh, as an Air Force guy, that uh, if he was flying the plane, it would have been on time two hours early. 
Wow. Yeah, for Impressive. Sure. <laughs> I don't know the logistics behind that, and I probably won't get into it with him. Maybe a couple Jay, tailwinds. Yeah, Jay supports the troops. That's all yeah. we got to know right here. Yes, and we support yes. the troops as well we, over we here at B89. But for Norvell and his in the timetable for kind of getting back, and he said he wants to bring this program, he wants to be the guy to bring this program back to prominence. What's his timetable? And how long are we, are the meet, is the media and fans going to give him? Because they didn't give Willie Taggart that much time. Well, I think it's important to realize and to make note of the fact that uh, Mike Norvell and Willie Taggart have the same agent in Jimmy Sexton. Mm-hmm. And when Willie Taggart gets fired, what, 18 months or maybe a little more? 21, I believe. 21 games. Oh, 21 games, sorry. Last yeah. month, because you know, yeah. it was August yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 27 or 2018 that he was hired, December 2017. Anyways. That's not important. What is important is the fact that they have the same agent and that Sexton really controls, we know, like the college football coaching carousel. And I think that for Mike Norvell to leave what was a pretty good job at Memphis while he was probably also being courted by some other strong Power 5 programs, it was probably important for Jimmy Sexton and for Mike Norvell to get some assurance from Florida State um, that, that he was going to be kept around, even if things didn't go that well to start, for a little more than, than two seasons. And and you have to think about it. We're in the buyout phase with Willie Tiger. He's going to get $19 million. What people need to understand is it's going to be a six-year deal. They're locked in no matter what. Oh, so yeah. it's it most likely, if Norvell doesn't work out, he's there for four years at least, Gary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that will be... It'll be interesting to see what the timetable looks like for his comeback and come up possibly. And hey, maybe if Coburn's still here, six and six still frankly isn't good enough. <laughs> yeah, that, well, and again, but that's another thing to, to talk about there is a six-year deal. You know, and probably for two-thirds of that, Thrasher and Coburn aren't going to be Norvell's yeah. boss. We have no idea who the next university president's going to be. We have no idea who the next athletic director is going to be. So there's still a lot of question marks regarding like where. What direction Florida State's heading in? We don't know the dollar amount tied to this tied to this contract. I think we have to assume it's more than what Taggart was getting, which is mm-hmm. around five million a year. Yeah, I believe so. So you have to think maybe six, seven million is probably somewhere in that range. Um, so yeah, a lot of question marks, but I think it's a it's a good opportunity for Florida State to kind of cleanse the program out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no ball streak. There's there's the expectations are a lot more. Um, timid, I, I, I want to say. You know, Tiger, I think a lot of people thought that things were going to get better fast, and it, that just didn't happen. Yeah, I, I think that Florida State definitely took a step back, uh, Brett. But what, what we want to know is, will Mike Norvell come in here and, and get rid of that toxicity within the players? Because you need to clean house. And, and Willie Tiger, I think out of all the things that he did, he tried his best, but he didn't get rid of those players that mm-hmm. created that toxic environment. Well, and I, I really want to, I really want to say, just sitting through that that press conference, that if you aren't afraid of, you know, you should be afraid of your coach, but respect him. Your coach isn't supposed to be your best friend, and I think that was the biggest problem was people saw Taggart as like a good friend and didn't really didn't really care too much to, you know, be all in it. And Mike Norvell is going to get these players going. And if you don't buy in, you're gone. That's yeah. that's that's really what I got from that press conference. Yeah, I, I think Willie did face a lot of pressure, though, to, to keep that bowl streak alive, to maintain that APR score. And I think that was probably part of something that Norvell wants to do coming in. You know, I, I, I hope that he's in, in somewhat, has somewhat of the mindset, it, it's okay if we struggle this first year. Look, it's, it's very similar uh, kind of, path that Scott Frost took in Nebraska. He told the boosters, he told the fan base, 
He, he told the administration, hey, I'm looking at this roster. Things might get a little uglier before they get better. And if Norvell has those same discussions with the Florida State brass, I think he's going to have a lot easier time trying to do this rebuild more than Willie did. Yeah, where Willie just said, we're going to win. Yeah. And we're winning right away. And, and that was just the Virginia Tech game was a culmination of too much high expectations for a program that really just wasn't there. You know, yeah. and, and Jimbo, Jimbo can be a part of that discussion. But what it comes down to in, in two years, did anyone get better? And really, you can't say that at Florida State, they're producing a, a better team than what they had before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and once again, it will be interesting to see how this team pans out throughout the next couple of years. But when it came with, when it came with Taggart, I believe that he deserved a little bit more time. He needed just a couple more months, or maybe in a year. But obviously, the way people didn't see it, the same. But we'll see how it keeps on moving. Because I think you got to give, like you guys are saying, give it some time, let it develop, let it mm-hmm. let something come about, rather than just asking for it right now. Because it's not going to happen that way. Well, another thing to talk about is the early signing period. So we're mm-hmm. two weeks away from National Signing Day in the early signing period era. And this class, no matter how well Norvell you know, recruits on the trail, it's going to be weak compared to some of the teams that Florida State wants to compete with. Yeah, and, and you're mentioning players that possibly will leave Cam Akers most likely going to the NFL draft. And, and they had a player who they thought could fill that void, and I believe his name is Jalen Knighton, and he committed to Miami. So you're losing these players. Not only are you losing them, but you're losing to in-state rivals. That's something that they're going to have to come in and see if they can salvage this class. What diamond in the rough can you get? Because, I mean, the diamond in the rough for Willie Tiger was Keyshawn Helton. And, and Jaden would be, too. Got and and Jaden would be. But those two players come in, and, and where are they right now? They're both injured. So we'll see what happens next year. If these injured players, Joshua Kando, you can name them all off the top of your head. Jaden Woodby, Keyshawn Helton, Ontario Wilson. If these guys can come out and be healthy, if the offensive line can get some type of, of pass block, Florida State could, and I say could, win eight games. And that, that to me is, is you've got to temper your expectations and say, if Florida State wins eight games, if they win seven games, that is a good season. Yeah, I think eight's probably the ceiling. Seven is probably a solid goal if you're Mike Norvell, a solid realistic goal. I'm thinking they're in the, you know, if I'm setting a win total for Florida State next year, probably around six and a half. Um, it's, it's especially with, you know, they're, they've got two tough out-of-conference games. You've got West Virginia, who I know is weak, but that's, you know, you're opening still... the season with that. And you're going to Boise, Idaho mm-hmm. to play the Broncos again. Yep. And we saw how, how that went at home for Florida State this year, and, and we've discussed it. A weaker roster is going to be mm-hmm. playing that. We don't expect Florida State's roster in terms of talent to get better by next season. Now, no. you can fix some of the other things. You can fix the discipline, the penalties maybe to an extent. You can work on things like that, but they're, they're going to have a weaker roster. And But those fixing the little things like the in-house discipline and all that, that, that can be a couple wins here or there. Yeah, maybe. That, yeah. It helps. You, when you don't have 111 penalties in a season, it really does make a difference, I believe. Norvell's, Norvell's teams, I will say, are penalized a lot too if you look back yeah. at some of his Memphis team which is not always a bad thing mm-hmm. uh, if, if you can play, still play good football and that was the Florida State's big problem it's is they the have personal the penalty, fouls it was they, the personal yeah. fouls that were killer those are the ones that are 
you know, that that's just discipline. Or not lining up the right way. You know, if you get a pass interference here and there, you're probably just playing good, like, hard, aggressive football. Illegal formation on a punt is just inexcusable against Ford. I well, mean, these are just things. That's a lack of focus. I'd argue that shouldn't have been called, but that's that's another problem. No, you can say, well, don't even give the – well, if you say it shouldn't have been called, don't give the refs the chance yeah, to even yeah. have it be a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so – Let's get into let's grade this. Let's give it a quick gut reaction, instant. Let's give it a grade. Uh, um, what's its final grade? Out of ten? Or <laughs> no, grade, like ABC. Grade. We're I'll in college, a, are we? <laughs> I'll give it a B plus. B plus. It's hard to give this an A because there's still for a lot of fans. I know it's easy to do it after a new coaching hire. A sour taste in 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 everyone's mouth from the Willie Taggart era, from how bad it went on the football field to then having to fire him mid-season, pay his large buyout, and then we saw a lot of turmoil during this coaching search. I mm-hmm. know it, you know, Thrasher and Coburn made it sound like it was all sunshine and daisies at the press conference, but we know that Norvell wasn't their first choice. We know they went after Bob Stoops. We know they probably went after guys like James Franklin and Matt Campbell, and now they have Mike Norvell, and we can be excited about it. I think it was a great hire, but it's still very early early days in this, in this new, with this new head coach, so I'll give it a B plus. Yeah, I'm going to take a B on this one. I like the hire. I think he's a good coach. He's going to do some good things, but it's not like the Bob Stoops that everyone was hoping for. So you, And it's difficult to give anything an A when we have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, we, we are not in the hiring process. We didn't sit down with him. They, they said that he stood out from the very beginning, which, I mean, we were in that press conference. He stands out, whether it's good or bad. Uh, going into the press conference, I probably would have given him an 81, a B, a B higher. It's not terrible, not mm-hmm. great. After the press conference, I'd elevate it up to an 87. Okay. So I, I think I think it's a B plus, just as just as Brett said, and and that's that's more of you know you can see in his mind he has the framework of what he wants Florida State mm-hmm. to be, and we'll see if he can create it. But this was not a slam dunk hire. This was a this was you know hoping that. He gets better, just like his players. And, and we'll see if, if he can step up to that challenge. Yeah. yeah. And some of us were looking into our crystal balls, and some of us saw Bob Stoops, but he was not there nope. to, for the hire. But uh, do we have anything else, uh, bowl predictions? Anyone want to get that off their chest um, right now? We're watching I, the bowl selection show. Well, we know that's not the Gasparilla Bowl. UCF's going to that. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere close. I don't think the Gator Bowl is really a possibility anymore. Um, which is probably the closest that it'd have to be for me to go. Shreveport, you think Shreveport again? Independ- yeah, we're going back. Two-time Independence Bowl we're, champs. I'll I like take that. it. I I like that as well. I mean, we do support the troops, so we do. it yes. makes sense. It yes. makes sense. And also, I, I if we're playing in Shreveport, I got a feeling it's going to be against FAU. It can be against yeah, Florida. I, I think, if the, I if we're playing Shreveport, right. it's that one. I think that you're right. I I actually I've been wanting Florida State and UCF or Florida or uh, UCF and Miami. Or, or those type of matchups, I've seen I've seen the matchup with FAU, mm-hmm. and, and that's another situation where you look yeah, at it and go, well, will Lane coach? I don't think he would, mm. um, but that would be a fun game where you see FAU go up against Florida State, yeah. and and really, frankly, you got to argue given all the injuries, everything that's happened, FAU, FAU does have a team, Florida State necessarily does not. It could be a fairly even matchup game. Yeah. So, we'll, I mean, that's speculation, but that that would that would seem to be a good matchup in in my mind for for ticket sales as well. Oh yeah, exactly. I don't know how many FAU fans from Boca Raton would be heading their way up to Shreveport, but I know for the matchup wise, it would FAU would match up pretty well. They did. F, the Owls do have a pretty darn good passing game. Chris Robinson was throwing it all over the yard yesterday in the Conference USA Championship game against UAB. They smoked the Blazers. 
and I think that would be a solid game and a fun one for me at least. Yeah, no, definitely. It'll be interesting because now that the new coaching hire has been made, you know what will Florida State be? What will Florida State fans be able to take out of this bowl game? Because it's not going to be against a big time program. It might be against a good team like FAU, but with the players that are going to be sitting out, with the players that are injured. Is there anything to look forward to in this bowl mm-hmm. game? That's going to be interesting once it is announced and once it is figured out who's going to be playing in that game for Florida State. Yeah, it'll also be kind of weird to see how the fans think, how the fans really graded on like if they care about this game or not. Because exactly. I could see there are some, there are some, probably some fans out there say, oh, hey, your regular season's over. Season's over pretty much at this point. We're not in the bowl, like a big bowl game. We're not in the Orange Bowl or whatever. So some fans will kind of just might not even watch the game. Who knows? Yeah, we'll watch it. We'll, well, we'll watch it. We'll, we'll, definitely, we'll, be, we'll definitely find a way to make it exciting. No, exactly. But, yeah, I think that's all we got for Brett, myself, and Luke over on the other end of the couch about to fall asleep. <laughs> that's all we got. See you next time.